everyone. I'm Taylor from taylorpayman.com, and I help mamas create empowered, joy-filled lives so they can show up for motherhood, their careers, and themselves with more confidence, happiness, and fulfillment. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, It was the Ignited podcast with Sophie Jaffe and her husband, and she mentioned something that she had read the other day prior to that episode, and it said, you only get 18 summers with your kid at most. And I think I was chewing on a pretzel at the time. I was just snacking. And I remember hearing, as I was listening, I could hear the crunch and kind of half listening. And then when she said that out loud, I just kind of stopped, like my jaw dropped. You know, blue just turned one. (laughs) So it got me thinking like, oh my God, we only have 17 summers with her left. It was one of those thoughts that really helped put things into perspective for a moment. (laughs) I mean, I think all parents can relate to that feeling of sometimes, some days, time is just going so slow and we just can't wait for nap time or if I can just make it to bedtime so that we can get some time for ourselves. But when you hear that you only have 18 summers total, it's like, whoa, (laughs) You know, how do I savor every moment I have with her? Now all of a sudden time is going so fast. It's funny how things like that can either, it can just change your perspective on time. Something simple. And so savoring our time together and being really intentional about being present when we're with each other. That's been a topic that's come up a lot over the years with Stephen and I, um, even before Blue was born, actually. And I, I remember when we used to go out, um, go out on dates. You guys remember when you used to go out on dates? <laughs> um, but I remember we used to go out on dates or just walks around the neighborhood and we'd just leave our phones at home so we wouldn't be tempted to be on them or distracted by them when we were together. And then, of course, now, especially since Blue was born and then with Stephen's dad just passing away, time isn't something that we're willing to take for granted or waste anymore. So we're always looking for ways to find uh, more of it, to find more time with each other. And I would also take it one step further. And I'd say that in addition to not wanting to waste our time together, I'm not willing to rush through it or suffer through it either. And of course, of course, problems come up. <laughs> and oh my God, Stephen and I, we bicker and we fight, but we try to move through the small things faster. And at least on my part, it's something that I have to be more conscious about because my first reaction is always reactive, right? So it takes a lot of conscious awareness to try and slow down the moment a little bit so that I know I can respond differently. So yeah, I'm I'm really proud of how conscious I've been about creating more space and have been very mindful in some of the changes I've implemented for our family as well. So I wanted to share with you four ways that you can create more ease in your life starting right now. I wanted to share what's been working for me. Hi there. Thanks for listening in. We are a few weeks into our first Virtual Mamas group, uh, and I have loved getting to know this awesome group of mamas. Our time together has proven how important groups like this are, especially during weird times like these. So I am excited to announce that we'll be doing a second group starting up in the new year. 
together, we'll meditate, journal, connect with each other, and reconnect with ourselves. All from the comfort of your bed, your couch, or the only vacant, quiet room or closet in your home. If you're interested in learning more about the group and connecting with a great community of like-minded mamas, you can be added to the waitlist by filling out an application on my website at taylorpingman.com and just click on the Mindful Mamas tab at the top. Thanks again for tuning in. Let's get back to this week's episode. So number one is simplify. And this might sound like a no-brainer, but it's actually one of the hardest ones to apply in our day-to-day, or at least it was for me. And the way I think about it is, have you ever tried cleaning out your closet only to find yourself unable to let go of that one sweater from f- that you bought five years ago that you only wore once, but you know you'll definitely wear it this winter? And it's just never, it's never one sweater, right? It has a ripple effect. And somehow you've gone through your whole closet only to get rid of one old t-shirt that you're like, I don't even think this is mine. I don't even know where I got this. How did this get in here? But, you know, that's the one that you're getting rid of. My point is, (laughs) we all have these programmed thoughts that we've formed and we've gathered through our life experiences. Like that thought that pops up just when you try to get rid of something. And it's like, no, I know that I'm going to use this thing. I know I'm going to wear this again. And you're not. But that's, that's the thought loop that comes up, right? And those thought loops, they may have served you in the past, or they may have served us in the past, but they don't serve us anymore. And in order to create change in our lives, we have to move past those thought blocks. And we have to zoom out a bit. That's, that's the metaphor I like to use, or the thought I like to use. So you know, you're in this situation, and you need to zoom out a bit so that you can see the whole experience so that we can see for ourselves that there might be a better or an easier way to do something. And it has taken me a while (laughs) and a lot of zooming out. And ultimately, with the support of my own coach earlier this year, I've been able to see things a bit more clearly so I could simplify my life in the following ways. So meal planning. I love food. Oh my God, I love eating food, I love cooking food, I love cooking food for people that I love, but I hate planning it. And for whatever reason, I get so anxious and impatient when I'm trying to think through what to make for dinner. So I finally embraced meal planning, (laughs) and it's been so liberating. And I don't know what what it was for meal planning. I don't know if it was like my resistance to... Um, order to organization. Um, I think I lived, lived most of my life under this impression of like, I, I'm just, you know, I can just like go with the wind. I love to be impulsive. I love to just be able to go where I want to go and do what I want to do when I want to do it. And then I became a mom and it was like, oh, I actually can't do that anymore. Not as easily. Uh, I have to plan for it. And really resisted that in all areas of my life. And I'm finding that the key to creating more ease and happiness in my life and to be able to do the things that I need to do for me or to do the things that I, I want to do for my business and to create that time for myself, I need to have these organizational tools in place. 
um, to keep things going. So anyways, um, these are the ways that, that have helped me with, um, with meal planning. And yeah, I used to get so anxious and impatient when I would think about dinner. And, um, so this is the process that we go through. And again, this might be like, yeah, Taylor, I know I've been doing meal planning for years. Okay. Well, awesome. Awesome. That just means that you don't really need to do anything else, right? You've created ease in that area of your life and that's perfect. And maybe there's another area of your life that you can implement some other kind of planning mechanism too, you know? So I just want to share that for those that are noobs to meal planning like me. (laughs) So first, first thing is, okay, so I'm kind of a food snob in that I, I'm a, I love fresh ingredients. I'm that person who looks at, and this, I, I'm, this is totally a very privileged way of, of living and thinking. And I want to acknowledge that I'm not ignorant to that. Um, but yeah, I guess, um, being a part of the yoga wellness world for a while now, um, it gets you thinking about the stuff that you put into your body and, I feel the difference when I am not eating healthy. So um, I'm that person who looks at the labels on foods. And if I don't know what the ingredients are, I don't get it. I'm not ingesting it. So same thing with our foods, you know, like I love, I love having fresh ingredients in our food. And that means making a lot of our meals. And uh, for a lot of people, that would be like their personal hell. Like I do not want to cook food, but I love it. And Steven loves it too. So Um, the first thing we do is we pick out like four or five of our favorite and easy to make meals. And when I say easy, I'm meaning like, doesn't take you more than an hour to make. Um, and if it takes you more than an hour, that's too long. (laughs) So we take our, we pick out our, our four to five and each meal usually has enough food that we might get like a little lunch the next day for both of us or, or dinner for all three of us. Uh, for two days. And um, so then we break down, we look at the the recipes and we break it down into the ingredient list, write down everything, see what we have, what we don't have. Um, and then we go on a quick bulk grocery run, which means that we're not really having to go grocery shopping for like a week and a half, maybe two weeks by doing it this way. And uh, when we get back, we figure out we have all the ingredients. Then we look back at the list and we're like, okay, what is going to go bad the fastest? Let's make that first. And then we plan out, um, this day we're having burgers tomorrow. We're going to have, or the next day we're going to have chili. Uh, the next day we're going to make pasta, homemade pasta that we love to make. Um, the next day we're going to have a chicken curry dish that we love. Um, and so we plan that out. So then doing it this way, it has significantly reduced the amount of times that I'm having to think to myself that frustrating thought that I mentioned of, oh my God, what are we going to eat tonight? What do you want for dinner tonight? And this way too, depending on whoever is available at the time to start cooking dinner, there's no question of like, hey, what do you want to eat tonight? Oh my God, it drives me nuts. We can just look at the list. Like we've already talked about this. Today is Monday and we're going to make some chicken curry. And uh, do you want to start that? You want to chop up some of the garlic? And it's just made things so much easier. (laughs) Another way that I've created more ease uh, into my days is in my work, in my work schedule. And starting your own business means that you wear a lot of hats, right? Like you are the, um, 
you are the creative, you are the tech person, you are HR, you are um, all the things. And because I am mostly taking care of Blue all day, I am only dedicating a certain amount of time each day to my work. So I've had to be extremely organized to see progress and to move things along and to be consistent. And if you want to hear more about how I organize my work week, um, you can listen to episode number 22. It's called Time Management Tips for Busy Mamas. And I talk more in detail about it there. But basically what I did was give each day of the week its own theme. (laughs) And Mondays is when I do most of my podcast work. Tuesdays is for social media. Wednesday is for coaching, etc. And that way I'm focusing on the same thing all day and not switching between tasks. Um... And it makes it so much easier to focus on what I'm working on. You know, if I'm writing for a podcast episode, just I know that, you know, she goes down for a nap. I can hop on my laptop. I can start writing and brainstorming and editing what I'm going to say. And um, then she wakes up from her nap and then she goes down for a second nap and I can hop right back into it. And it just makes it so much easier to get things done and to, to really focus on the stuff that I'm doing so that I feel like I am doing the best job that I can do. Like I am focused on the stuff that I'm doing. I'm not just rushing through it. And so I get so much more done. <laughs> and um, yeah, I can, I can show up and I'm not wasting time. Uh, like when I show up to my laptop, I'm not wasting time trying to figure out, okay, what am I working on today? Let me see. Do, do, do. And I can just jump right into it because I've already decided. It's already lined up. And a third way that I've simplified things is by limiting the number of outdoor adventures that Blue and I go on in a day. I call everything an adventure (laughs) that involves, at least a Blue, that involves leaving our house. And uh, I'll continue to do so until Blue knows otherwise or she starts to consider um, errands with mom or grocery shopping no longer an adventure. <laughs> but um, yeah, adventures could mean errands. It could mean grocery shopping. It can mean play dates with friends or going for walks or picnics in the park. And in the past, I would push myself to get outside sometimes two or even three times a day and realize like not only was I exhausted, but I could get so, I would get so frustrated and so would Blue with all the time that it would take to pack up and then actually get, you know, ourselves outside between naps and bedtimes. And it just, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> and then also that zooming out that I talk about, you know, like I'm in this place of frustration and, and um, feeling all this pressure to get outside as much as I can with her. When I zoom out from that, I realize that I'm, I'm cramming all these things into our days Because I either felt guilty for not getting her outside enough, like I was being a bad mom somehow by by playing in the house and letting her play with an empty yogurt tin, (laughs) which she loved, by the way. It was like her favorite toy for a week. Never mind the, the books that people just gave us or the stuffed animals. She just wanted that yogurt tin for a week. And she's content, right? But for whatever reason, the experience I'm having is that I'm feeling guilty for that and not being outside with her or that I was bored. That was the other feeling that I, that I realized when I zoomed out a bit and I was uncomfortable. 
I was uncomfortable with the slower pace a baby lives at. <laughs> that was also something I was realizing. So I was trying to force her into a speed that felt more comfortable to me. Not realizing that what was more comfortable for me was actually more stressful for both of us when we were together. So yeah, like going outside and going for a walk at the park is great. But if I'm trying to force it or I'm rushing us out the door because we only have a certain amount of time and maybe we left too late, that's not good for anyone. And that's not really what I want either. So I had to simplify. And for the most part, the mornings from when she wakes up to her first nap, like that's just our playtime. We take our time getting up. We'll like snuggle in the rocking chair. We take our time with breakfast. And then I'm just exploring life at her pace around here, which is great because I'm actually pretty groggy and tired at that time too, right? And after her first nap, is then when we pick it up a bit. We get outside, we get some fresh air, and I choose where I want to go for the day. And sometimes it's running around to do the things I need to do, and sometimes I'd rather bring her to a playground and watch her stare at the older kids. (laughs) So this way, there's room for both of us in our days, and so, so much more ease. Number two. (laughs) Number two is routine. Now, this really should have been maybe the first one I listed, But before I was able to create my routines, I had to first simplify my life. I had to get clear on the things that were most important to me. And also, I had to be truthful with myself around my energy and limits in a given day. After I did all that, the first routine I added in was my morning routine. Monday through Friday, it's pretty non-negotiable for me unless I'm looking for some extra sleep one morning. You know, I wake up at 5.05 a.m., grab my notebook and journal um, and journal for five minutes doing my daily gratitude practice. Then I brush my teeth. Then I put some exercise clothes on. um, Then I hop on the Peloton for a 20-minute ride. And here's a good moment to pause because remember what I just said before that I could... I could set up my daily routines. Before I set up my daily routines, I had to first be truthful with myself around my energy and limits in a given day. Well, my ego was fighting me really hard on just doing 20-minute rides. You know, I was like an athlete when I was younger, and I I think I have it in this, this thing in my head that's like, unless I do an hour of cardio and I'm pushing my body to the limits, like I'm not really showing up for myself. I'm not really working my body. But I've discovered this part of my life, that if I do 20 minutes, I'm more likely to get back on the bike multiple times a week than if I try to do 30 or 40. And I, with the 20 minute ride, I still have enough energy to run, you know, run around with Blue and hang out with her all day. Anything longer just zaps me of my energy, but 20 minutes just gives me energy. So I gave it like a week I tried it out and I saw the difference that I felt in my energy and I started focusing on consistency as success, not time on the bike. And then after I ride, I run through the shower, I get dressed and then I have some, maybe some extra time for myself until Blue wakes up around 6.30 or I just take my time. And if you're curious about my daily gratitude practice, 
I shared more uh, more details on this in a previous podcast episode. It's number 17, my non-negotiable morning gratitude practice. So check that out after this one if you want a uh, if you want to dive a bit deeper into that. So waking up before blue to have time for myself right away has been such a huge game changer for me that morning routine and I've been doing this routine now for a little over a little over a month maybe two months now and if I'm being honest getting up at 5 a.m. has not gotten easier (laughs) but there is power in consistency and the more I show up for myself the more excited I get for this time for myself and in that way it does make it a little easier The other way I've created routine, and going back to what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode about truly savoring our time together, it's been our um, evening routine. So starting around four, I put like a calendar reminder on our phones to remind us of this, but starting around four, our computers and our phones go away, and we actually have a spot for them on our shelf, so they they are literally put away. We did that because Blue started grabbing them, right? But it's actually kind of nice. It's like, all right, end of the day, technology goes away. And yeah, so it's, we do that at four so that we have time to unwind from the day, check in with each other, make dinner, and relax. And also, either during dinner or after, while we're just hanging, hanging out before bedtime, I always play the same playlist. And if you have a Spotify, you can find it on my Spotify page. I'm just looking it up quick to make sure that I wrote this down right. Yeah. So it is called, uh, it's a date. So it's 4-10-19 with 60 in parentheses. (laughs) It's a little confusing. So April 10th, 2019. And the 60 in parentheses just means that it's a 60 minute playlist and um yeah that was just the date I initially created it and I was thinking about changing it for this podcast episode but then I was worried I was going to forget what I named it (laughs) so I'm just leaving it it's 4-10-1960 in parentheses and yeah it was a, a yoga playlist that I used all the time and especially towards the end of my pregnancy if you're listening and you used to go to my yoga classes at Yoga Mayu Uh, especially some of the classes while I was pregnant towards the end. You'll probably recognize the songs. I played it all the time. And the playlist includes some of my favorite songs, and it instantly relaxes me. It's like it puts me right back into that yoga class and just feeling all the good vibes with all you guys as we would breathe and move and chill because I had a, a nighttime class. So it was always like the end of the day for most people. And I've played it so many times that... Um, Blue has definitely started recognizing the songs and it has the same relaxing effect on her that it does for me, which is awesome. And on Steven. So no matter how difficult of a day we've all had, this playlist always calms us down. It just like brings the energy in the room down and it just like comforts all of us. It's really nice. So you can either start with my playlist and give that a give that a run through or create your own, you know. Um, another thing that I do periodically is light a candle at dinner. It just kind of sets, there's something about a candle that just like 
changes the whole vibe in a room and um yeah so sometimes we'll do that at dinner of just like a reminder that like hey like pull your attention here for a moment like let's let's just check in number three find joy Stephen and I recently moved Blue into her own room and with that came a ripple effect of totally unexpected moments of joy and it's not just because she's no longer in our room I swear I kind of miss her (laughs) but for one thing Blue was definitely ready like we all were ready in fact it was it was getting to the point where we felt like her sleeping in our room was actually just making things harder for her to sleep like I remember you know periodically they'll wake up in the middle of the night and then they put themselves back to sleep like we all do right but it started to get to the point where she would wake up and could like she knew we were in the room sometimes she could see us depending on the time that she woke up but um and then you know she wouldn't be able to get back to sleep on her own because she wanted us to pick her up and we'd pick her up but then that's not really what she wanted she just wanted to go back to bed so it just made things difficult and it's been a week now and this last week we have all slept so soundly every night it's been incredible also with her crib dresser and rocking chair now in her own room we have all this space in our room that we just like don't know what to do with our room had started in the last year since Blue was born and we moved in. Our room had felt so cluttered and so full that it was starting to become like our least favorite room in our place. And it was like affecting things so much sometimes for me where, I don't know, it, it started making me feel a little bit of like regret for buying this place. Of Like, what did we do? Oh my God. Um, we had also attached a blanket (laughs) so we had these curtains that were closed for probably the last year and we had a blanket over the top that we like taped down basically to just keep out any sunlight so that blue would have great naps in the afternoon and at night which she did it worked it served its purpose but when we moved her out of her out of our room we took that down and for the first time in months we opened up the curtains to let in the sunlight and I had forgotten that we even had these such like floor-to-ceiling windows and when you open the curtains you have this like beautiful view of this garden in the back of our garden in the back and all the pretty flowers and other foliage out there and uh, just like the simple act of letting in some sunlight it's now turned our room into one of our favorite rooms to relax in. And the sunlight from our room, actually, if you have, like, the door open from the room, it, like, floods the rest of the the space. So it just makes everything brighter and more joyful. There is so much more joy (laughs) with all the space now that we have um, and the lightness from our room. Um, We just recently got a little desk, too, to put in there. And so that way Stephen doesn't have to get creative with his workspaces of, like, being in the bed or being in the rocking chair or on the couch when COVID first hit back in March um, because he had been working in an office suddenly he's working at home and we're having to figure out how to allow him space to work while also you know some space for Blue to explore while we're all cramped in our space and so he was in Blue's room which has a Murphy bed and so we would just pull that down and he would work in that 
but like when you close the doors it gets pretty hot in there and so often I'd find him kind of like napping (laughs) falling asleep or just visibly really uncomfortable so this is a huge upgrade (laughs) he's got like you know a desk with more space and sunlight the simple things so all that being said my question to you is what are you willing to do to create more joy in your life is it opening a curtain to let in more light is it getting rid of clutter adding in something that makes your life easier or creating more space physically and or mentally And trust me, if I can find joy in our 700-square-foot condo, you can find joy anywhere. And speaking of space, number four is create space for you. What fills you up? What are you needing more of? Is there a hobby you haven't invested much time in lately? Are you starting a business and you just need a solid block of time to focus on it? What is it that you need? Is it more baths, more naps, walks by yourself, more time with your girlfriends, maybe all of the above, (laughs) like I feel you, or maybe you don't know what you need. And becoming a mom can do that sometimes. If you're currently stuck in a thought loop that has you thinking you don't know who you are and you don't have any time to figure that out, stop right there. First of all, I've been there. So believe me when I tell you, it's not true, no matter how real it feels. This also means you have an amazing opportunity to start advocating for yourself and your needs. And if your mind draws a blank when I ask you the question, what is it that fills you up? Start by journaling every day for five minutes. The answers that you are seeking are not outside yourself. They are inside you. You just need to give yourself some space and some silence so that you can hear your insights speaking to you from within. And in case you're new to this whole tuning inward thing, (laughs) or you could use some company and support to help you claim some time and space for yourself and to stay consistent in it. Consider joining us for our next Mindful Mamas group in the new year. You can find more information on this group on my website at taylorpayman.com and just click on the Mindful Mamas tab at the top. The link uh, will also be in the show notes or you can send me an email and let's chat. You can email me at info at So those are my four ways to create more ease in your life. Number one, simplify. Number two, routine. Number three, find joy. And number four, create space for you. Thanks for listening in to this week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I look forward to connecting with you again next Friday. Have a wonderful day. (music) 